Welcome to True Free Audio, episode number 7, June 8th, 
I can see streaming being very popular if you have high-speed internet and whatnot, but at the same time, you can't really stream from a classic, classic iPod or a non-internet accessible like a, an iRiver or some of the SanDisk player or all the SanDisk players, really. Some of the more third-party ones. I mean, you probably could with an iPod Touch, maybe. I don't know. And an iPhone. And maybe a Zoom. If you knew how to do it or you hacked it somehow to play Last.fm streaming. But assuming that you could play them on a mobile media platform, which is where a lot of music is actually being played, because a lot of people listen to the music on their iPod and not on their computer. But I could see sitting down to a computer and wanting to pull up your artist list that's on your iPod on the internet and just stream it. That way you don't have to have it everywhere you go. That would be a good idea. Developers, if you're listening, think about that. Zune might do that, but I don't know. However, if you look, I mean, a little bit deeper into the background of last fm not the mainstream media but if you look behind that to the indie platforms you start to see what last fm is really good at and that's at getting artists discovered because they do have a recommends feature and they have that whole web 2.0 deal where they go out and they have social networking available for different artist platforms and whatnot but again if you just Look at what is really going on in Last FM. You have Last FM. You have a lot of indie artists back in the in the backbone, I guess you could call it, of Last FM. And every major music group could pull out, and Last FM would still be around because there's a lot of independent music labels on there, and artist licensed music that can be put up, and it'll stay there. It's not going anywhere, unless record labels. Close Last FM down or something, which would not surprise me actually. Hmm. But I mean, it's not like you couldn't see this one coming back because I mean, unless they negotiate for maybe getting paid more for their songs and whatnot, I can hardly see in the long run this making a huge impact. Maybe if some of the other, I don't know if many other music labels are on Last FM. Again, I'm not a big participant of Last FM. But if there are a ton that just back out all the major record labels that any major record or any or all record labels pull out, and you're just left with indie artists, it'll still have a good core backbone that'll keep it up for a good long while, I'm sure. It just won't be. A viable commercial property like CBS wants it to be. Which, by the way, if you didn't already know that, CBS owns Last FM just like they own CNET. So CBS is venture capitaling, or not venture capitaling, just buying the internet one large conglomerate business at a time. Before you know it, they'll own, no, no, Google would own CBS, what am I saying? But, yeah. The second story for today is the Nine Inch Nails Lights in the Sky concert 
uh, being having a promo, five promo tracks being released for download on the Nine Inch Nails site. You can get the five album. I will not be playing the five al albums or the not albums, the five samples. I guess you could call them because they are not Creative Commons licensed. So, you can still go there and you can still download them for free. And it might inspire you to want to go see the Lights in the Sky concert. Who knows? But there are five songs on there. It's still free. All you have to do is go there, enter in your email address, and they'll send you a link. It's at the Nine Inch Nails site, nin.com. So... That's about it, really, for that. Um, it's another thing that Nine Inch Nails is doing with, against common, popular deals. And they're leading the forefront, or it might just be that Trent Reznor and the whole Nine Inch Nails deal and all their bands there are like, you know what, we're making so much money, just give it to them. Just give it to the people, let them do with it as they want. They're going to buy our $400 vinyl album set anyway, and we'll make more money that way. Which is basically what happened whenever Trent Reznor released Ghosts 1 through 4. Whenever they sold the giant, like, 100 to, or the $1 to $200 humongous vinyl set. It's like, like 10 vinyl records with full print album art and the whole deal. And... I mean, that's an expensive purchase. And you consider he probably would have made the amount of money that he made off of those things maybe in a few thousand albums. So, yeah. Release away Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails and anyone else. Follow their suit. If you're rich and you're in the music industry, just give your stuff away for free. We already know you exist. You don't need to make any more money off of stuff like releasing your albums, the conventional means. Because frankly, there aren't that many stores that are making a killing selling records and CDs. I mean, Walmart is the leader. When Walmart is the leader of music sales, like brick-and-mortar music sales, you know the industry is slowly dying. Sam Goody is not even on the map anymore. Your traditional music outlets are gone. I mean, everyone and their brother can now sell CDs as long as they have another viable business to back it up. Barnes & Nobles, for example, they sell CDs. They sell a wide collection of CDs, might I add. So you're looking at big conglomerate corporations that can afford to not be selling huge amounts of what they do. I mean, even Sam Goody there towards the end of their coming towards now, really, I would consider this their home stretch, are selling more video games and whatnot. And even that's starting to go by the wayside because you have specialist dealers like um, EB Games and whatnot taking that over, and now you have internet downloading of games. So really, brick-and-mortar stores are slowly, slowly going the way of the chipmunk, and that is hibernating for the winter and hoping that the storm goes away. But that's that for the news today. As I said in the first part of the show, today's 
featured artist is Spinmeister from CC Mixter. I'll be playing three songs by Spinmeister because they represent three very different aspects of, from what I've heard of him. One is Unforgiven. It is a, I guess, an awesome, awesome conglomeration of blending two completely different songs together and making it sound just awesome. I mean, there's really, once you hear it, you'll understand why it's as great as it's as I'm making it out to be. The second one I'll be playing is Moments in Space, and that's a uh, very slow, soft, beady, ambient song. And it's another aspect because as long or the other one is has a lot of vocals in it. It's very, I guess, saxophony, very 20s-ish. This one is more, I guess you could say, hmm, techno-y, ambient-y. It's got a lot of synth pads in it, that kind of thing. And the final one, I'm going to butcher this, Nat Chunji Karachi Radio Mix. is his first submission and it's got some really I get interesting riffs to it um, you listen to it and you just start flowing into the music it's a good song he makes a lot of good music on here I suggest you check out his artist I'll put all of that stuff up in the show notes don't worry it's a great great thing so the first song, Unforgiven by Spinmeister.
That was Unforgiven by Spinmeister. Up next is Moments in Space, again by Spinmeister.
the bearing was the transmitter which sent those calls snap in the middle of the Mario Stralis. And the final song by Spinmeister, the Nata Chungi Karyachi Radio Mix.
And that was the really long song that I have trouble pronouncing. And also, that was the last song by Spinmeister. I will put the links up for all of his songs and the three I play today in the show notes. But before I say goodbye, I want to talk about another site that I have neglected because I forgot to put it inside my podcast or my uh, Creative Commons music bookmark folder. And that is Newgrounds.com. Newgrounds.com, you probably think of Flash games and Flash movies and all that good stuff, but it actually has a very, very good audio portal. While it's not necessarily completely dedicated, it has a lot of the Flash movie game integration built into it, and it's not true just music. There are still some very good artists on there. A lot of it's techno. I'd say almost 50% is techno. And the rest is kind of mixed out in ambient, drum and bass. Uh, you have occasional classical music. But it's fairly diverse. There's a lot of categories there and a lot of talent that's still, that's still there. Despite the idea that you would not think of it as being a true music place, but it is a fairly good place to get music. I, mm, I'd say half of my current Creative Commons library is from Newgrounds, and you can get a lot of remixed video game music there as well. So, I mean, if you're into the old NES games like Mario and uh, SNES games like Chrono Trigger... You can find a lot of remixes. I'm pretty sure a Shala's theme song variant comes out every day there or something like that because there's so many of them. But, yeah. Newgrounds.com. Look for it in the show notes. I'll put it there as well. And with that, I'd like to thank you for listening to True Free Audio on this lovely Sunday. Tune in next week, same time, same place. Well, not necessarily the same time. As you've probably noticed by now, if you're uh, a non-new listener, all one of you every few months or so, I do not have a time schedule when I release because my days are kind of non-structured. So, tune in Sunday nights where the podcast will probably be out by that. Enjoy!